This is the G220 Effect, and we're here back in the booth live, strictly Jesus for life. Amen. Welcome. Welcome back. We're so excited to be back in recording sessions here with our podcast. But today we just come with this topic of belief. This has been on our heart for a little bit. So hopefully we got to marinate on it and even get more juice out of it (laughs) because we know that that's what happens when we have the word of God inside of us. So we're going to talk about the topic of belief and unbelief. So Are you in belief? Because as a believer, I surely hope that you're in belief because you're going to have to believe what this word says. Do you believe what the word of God says? (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Do you really believe what God is saying through his word? And, And that's that place as believers that we believe every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. And that's what we stand on, supposedly. But there's a place in our heart that we have to 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 actually come combat with. And that's that part, unbelief. Yes, because we know that if we don't believe, then we don't we miss out on the things that God has for us. So we don't want to do that. We want to have the fullness of what we believe in and what we have faith in. So we're going to be looking at Mark nine. And we're going to be reading scripture, um, but the whole story really starts Mark nine fourteen. But we're not going to read a lot of the story. We're just going to read the part that's talking about unbelief. So Steve is just going to read some scriptures, and we're going to break it down point by point. It, it gives you. We're going to read the meat of it, you know, so you can get to that part where you do you believe or, or do you are you wrestling with unbelief in your heart, and and that's that place where we know that we all have to. Get to that place where we can say to our unbelief, you know what? Ah, no more. I believe. I believe in every word that God says. And so Mark 9 and 23 reads, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believes. If you can only believe, then all things are possible to him who believes. I'm just paraphrasing. How awesome is that? You know, when you look at that situation, you can actually see what he's saying. He's saying, "Okay, fixate yourself on this thing that you don't believe and say, I believe. And you have to stay focused and believe what the word says or what Jesus has said to you or the Holy Spirit has spoken to your life. You have to stay right there, fixated on that thing and believe it, because guess what? Jesus is the answer. And so. The, the, the problem sometimes is that we look to the right, we look to the left, we see those things, and we see the things happening around us, and we say, ah, this looks bleak, what's right in front of me, because I got to go through this. And you know how, as people, we don't want to go through any turmoil, any problem. We don't want to see anything or wrestle with anything that we think causes us, uh, uh, causes us to have to, to uh, actually, actually fight. And so, because the only way we know, we know how to do battle is usually physical. So, but this thing is internal. So it's a thing that we have to not wrestle against, but give it up. And because the word speaks that cast your cares unto me for I care for you. And so the, the, the problem is, can you believe all things are possible? Yes, because Jesus is telling you it is possible if you only believe. But we'll go on and read the next part of the story because we get to really understand some of the things that hinder us from really Um, getting to that impossible. 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. 
So here we have the story, right? Um, in case you haven't read the story, but the story is about the disciples in Jesus um, and, and the disciples want to help this, this father who's come with his child, who of a child, as the Bible says, has been uh, uh, just tormented by this spirit. And it's a deaf and dumb spirit. And the disciples are trying to cast the spirit out of um, the child. So here's the most interesting thing is that, you know, we talk, I just felt this in my spirit and I, I want to share this, is that we, we often deal with a lot of people these days that talk about having mental health problems and things like that. And, and, and Jesus says the answer is to cast it out. It's not to medicate it. It's not to control it. It's not to uh, pacify it, but it's to cast it out. It's to totally bring that thing out so that that person can be totally set free. So if you're suffering with mental health issues or you've been diagnosed or you've been told all these things, you've been tormented, Jesus wants you free. He wants to cast out this thing. It is possible to cast that thing out so that you can be totally free. So here they're dealing with the spirit and they're kind of like, yo, <laughs> this spirit is, is they're seeing some things and we're going to read it. We're going to read a little bit later down the passage, but we're going to see how this spirit is literally manifesting itself in their, in their, in their face. And it's, it's really uh, scary to the eye, as we always say, we what we see with our senses can really scare us. So the father is saying, hey, he's been like this since he was a child. Lord, I believe. I believe that you can heal him. I believe that you can cast out the spirit and he can be set free. But help my unbelief. And so that unbelief piece is that piece where I'm looking at this situation. I'm seeing it right in front of my eyes. So how can I not believe that if I'm seeing it right before me? And this is the problem as people or as believers or as people, just, just regular people we, we have when we have situations that we can naturally see it and put our hand on it and say, wow, it's there. But here's Jesus saying in 23, if thou can believe all things are possible, all things are possible to him that believe. And so the father is saying, I believe, but help me because I'm looking at this situation and I'm seeing it. Hey, I, 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 it, it looks bleak and it looks like nothing's going to change. And I've been seeing this since he was a child. So meaning he's probably had to deal with this on a day to day basis for a very long time. Can you imagine how that could probably start to harden his heart that, man, I don't see how this can even Come out of him, Lord. I can't see it. But Jesus say, no, believe it and it will be done. So and I always say equate this to a situation that you have or you have seen in your life. And you, you know that I've looked at this for so long. It has just become normal, you know, because I've been looking at it. I've been watching it. It's become normal. So you don't believe that anything is going to change. But here's Jesus always coming with a remedy, a remedy of any of life, a remedy of the situation saying you just have to believe regardless what it looked like, regardless what you see, you know, because faith is not by what I see. Faith is coming through hearing the word, the word and the word is Jesus Christ. You know, we know John 1 and 1 says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word became flesh and dwelt. Who? Where? With us. with us. And so that part right there lets us know that when we can take heed to God's word, anything is possible. Amen. And I, I mean, if this is a good point possibly to just point out that a lot of the unbelief that he's talking about could be an issue of the heart. If you haven't checked out our podcast on why does the heart matter and your heart matters, it's a series. I think it's two parts. 
Um, you can go and check that out on our YouTube. Check it out on our Facebook page. It's G220 Effect. And you can find it on YouTube, like I said, and you can find it on Facebook. But we have two videos where we're talking about why your heart matters because this the the whole point of, of talking about the heart is because that's the Bible tells us guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. Guess where this unbelief is rooted? In our heart because why? Our heart is starting to, to say, I don't believe this because I've, I haven't seen it before. I've been disappointed before. Uh, I, uh, I've seen something contrary. And now my heart starts to, to say to me, I don't believe. And if everything flows out of my heart, then guess what? That means I'm not even going to believe because believing is going to flow out of my heart too. So if my heart is hardened, then I can be an unbelief. So that's that part of our heart. We need to really guard it and, and allow ourselves, like Steve said, oh, now this is my normal. And we we make something normal that's not supposed to be normal. Yeah. So yeah. we have to always compare what we're feeling and in, in, in our heart and what our choices are to the word of God. Does this align to the word of God so that my heart is not callous? My heart doesn't become hardened. My heart doesn't get to unbelief because now this is just the normal to me. No, there's the no, the only normal that we believe as believers is the word of God. Everything Jesus spoke is what we believe. Yeah. And, and so I, I, I always like to pose this is that seeing is not always believing. And, you know, that's the problem sometimes. We, we look with the natural and we say, that's it. And when God has made us spiritual beings first, he created us from the dust of the ground, he breathed the breath of life, and the man, man became a living soul. So that means spirit, soul, body, we operate in. And so God created us that way. And so because he created us that way, then we should be operating spirit man first. But a lot of times it's so easy to to operate naturally that we we tend to just stay naturally. We tend not to ask God. We tend not to to ponder questions that the Holy Spirit speaks to us because he speaks to everybody is whether we hear it or not, you know, because we're not in tune or have a relationship with God. The relationship is the major piece when we can start believing who God is, his word says, and and exactly what he can do. You and know. I just want to give uh, an example of that. I just felt this in my spirit, Steve, as you said that living out of our spirit man and and that going and living from a place where we live from our spirit, meaning everything the word says to now letting allowing that to go in our soul, which is our mind, our will, our emotions, and then letting that come out through our body. So a, an example is every morning when we wake up, before we do anything, are we spending that time? I mean, before we get out of bed or whatever it is, before our day starts, are we spending that time, spending it in the spirit and saying, Lord, today, whatever I eat, whatever I dress like, whatever, I'll, I'll commit this to you. You know, I'm just giving this an, an example. We always say this on this on our podcast is that we don't, we don't believe in ordinances. It's not, we don't take step by step. It's a relationship. <laughs> so however you prioritize God in your day, are you spending that time saying, Lord, what do I eat today? What, what, where do I go today? Who should I talk to today? You know, that's living from your spirit and not going the other way where, oh, I wake up and I have a routine. I make my bed, I make my coffee and I leave the house and then I go to work and I clock in and I and, and I start work and I do this and I do that. And then 
uh, you know, then I choose what's going to happen when I get home because now I'm tired. I've been at work all day. So now my choices, which is in my soul, is, okay, I'm just going to relax. I've had a hard day, you know. And the last thing on my mind is even consulting with the spirit on anything, you know. <laughs> and we shouldn't live like that because when we live like that, we don't get to really be in that place of belief because once we hear a word from God, we can really walk on that and see how we do not even have to strive in the things that we want to accomplish. It will be so easy. It will be easy for us to believe because we know we're living out of our spirit, man. And you know, you know what's funny? Who's life. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's funny when you think about it? It's like you, you praying to God and you're asking God to do something. But here, down here, you really don't believe he's going to do it. So you're sitting a prayer up, right? And so this line between you and this connection between you and God, you send this prayer up. And guess what? When it comes down, because your line is not clear, the, the answer can't be found. It's like you dialing your phone and the phone keeps ringing, keeps ringing, keeps ringing. And then all of a sudden you get that dial tone where they say, call back at a later time or this number is not in service. It's like that when you when you operate in unbelief or you operate in just not believing what God is saying. You know, it, it's like you you calling on something and asking for something that you really don't believe is going to happen. Yeah. And so it, it, it's one of those things where, you know, do you have faith? Do you have faith? You know, faith is hope. It's the substance of things. It, it, I'll just read the scripture in Hebrew 11 and say, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So this is the place where I believe, you know, I have a hope in something that God can do, will do, and I believe that I, he will see it through. And I, I just want to point out that faith is just, because I can say I'm a person of faith, right? And yeah. we hear this a lot. Oh, I, I have faith. I have faith. But belief is a whole different subject, yeah. you know? I have faith, and faith is a substance of things hoped for. So, yeah, it's just, a, it's a, it's, to me, if I had to visualize it, it's a mental picture. But then that belief is the action behind the mental picture. Yeah. You know, my faith is in Christ. What did Christ accomplish for me? Okay, great. But do I really believe what he said, that his promises are yes and amen to them that believe? Then I'm now walking in that belief. So even with this man, we see his faith saying, I believe, you know, and I can see my son being healed because Jesus, you can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jesus is looking like, oh, okay, but you can cast the spirit out. You know, if, if, if you have unbelief, but I'm, I'm going to show you that it can be done. Just believe it. And everything and anything is possible to you if you believe. I give you an example. It's like you saying, I've trained to be this great basketball player. So guess what? You know, I got faith in my ability, but guess what? You know, what the only transition happens in when, when you have faith in your ability is that when you put it to action, I believe in my ability. So I go out there and I play like the, the, the best basketball player or the best athlete or the best wrestler or whatever it may be you do, the best singer or, or the best rapper or the, or the best preacher, whatever, whatever it is, you, you, you believe. So the action of your faith start to protrude out of you and it, it, it produces, you know? Yeah. And so that's that place. When you believe in God, when you believe in his word, it produces stuff in your life. You begin to see the works of, of what he can do in your life. So, and so Jesus gives us an example, of course, right? And so now in verse 25 of Mark 9, he says, when Jesus, it says, when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the false spirit, saying unto him, 
thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was as one dead in so much that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. And so you heard that by prayer and fasting. So if you just can't believe that Jesus can do it. So what I I believe what really happened is the disciples was watching like, wow, he's about to do this. Man, okay, he Jesus, though. And he, he did he, it. <laughs> yeah, he Jesus, though. Watch, I, I'm just going to wait and watch and see how he do it, you know? So, because I, I, we tried to do it like we saw him do it in the last city, but I'm just going to watch him do it, you know, and see what happened and, because we couldn't get what was going on. And so they see what he's doing, and Jesus then gives them an example. He, he, you have to be focused and fixated on belief. And so what Jesus said, okay, just because you can't believe totally. So this thing, guess what? It comes through prayer and fasting. This is how you strengthen your belief in, in Jesus Christ. It's through prayer and fasting. Yes, I got a relationship with Jesus. But guess what, Jesus? I haven't seen the miracles. I haven't seen the works. I haven't seen many things. My unbelief is somewhere in there. But so you know what? I'm going to get rid of this unbelief. Guess how? Through prayer and fasting. So I'm going to read something that's going to help us to really get an image of this prayer and fasting. So Galatians 5 verse 17 says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh, and it goes and lists the, the works of the flesh. But you said, if we live, I'm, I'm going all the way down now. And it says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So it's saying that there's a war that's happening. There's one is contrary to the other, the flesh and the spirit. And like Steve said, you know, how can we get to a place where we can believe? Fasting is that place. <laughs> because what happens when we fast, it's not just, oh, fasting is this practice that I have to do in order for me to receive from God. No, what fasting is doing is allowing your body, that place in your in you that that that's always constantly telling you things. It, I mean, your five senses are rooted in this flesh, in this body. And it's constantly telling you, I'm hungry, feed me. And I mean, when you got to eat, you got to <laughs> eat, right? <laughs> yeah. So you got to put that part of you into subjection, right? To what the word says. A lot of times we're walking in the flesh and we're, it, we, we confess to be believers, but, but a lot of our decisions are made out of our flesh. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to read my Bible, but you know, ah. Oh. I feel so tired. <laughs> My eyes are so heavy right now, Lord. I want to spend time with you, but I'm so tired. And guess what you do? You go to sleep. Guess who ruled in that war? The flesh. Yeah. But if you want the spirit to win, then you have to tell your flesh no. And there's no greater way. I mean, Jesus knew what he was talking about than to abstain from eating and say, I will not feed you, body. I will not give you what you want, but I'm going to 
tell you that my spirit rules. And so when we get to a place where we allow now our spirit to rule, we allow it to be what dominates and makes the decision. So now we're living from that place that Steve talked about earlier from our spirit and it goes into our soul. Our decisions are now made by what's going on in the spirit and then it goes into our body. Now our body comes to subjection to what the spirit says. Men shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, not vice versa. Oh no, because I've seen these things with my body and I've sensed these things, then I don't know if I believe. Then we never get to the spirit place where we can see the impossible being possible. And, and that's awesome. I just wanted to say that when you believe, only if you be, if one believes in something can one act purposely. So Amen. you can't act purposefully if you don't believe. And so you begin to understand what purpose looks like when you believe. And so and the actions start to follow when you believe in Jesus Christ. And so when you believe, actions follow. Amen. And don't you want the promises of God to be possible to you? Just believe. Just and believe. we mentioned how if you just can't believe, then you got to put that body into subjection. Jesus gives the remedy Pray and fast. If you can't do it, pray and fast until you get to a place where you just believe. I don't even need to pray and fast. I believe wholeheartedly. And that's where we want to be as believers. That's where we want to be as believers. We don't want to be in that place where we're saying, Lord, help thou unbelief. Oh, wait a minute. I need to fast real quick. (laughs) (laughs) Let me do this 30-minute fast real quick. You know, get my flesh in subjection. My flesh been eating for eight hours, but I'm going to do 30 minutes right here. You know, but no. You you, got to be ready. (laughs) You got to be ready. You got to be ready because the battle will wage and it's going to decide who wins, the flesh or the spirit. You know, and so we we want we want to give you this so you will know that your spirit man has more power than your flesh. Yes. So and another scripture, I believe Romans eight, it says that, you know, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So I I, I choose life and peace. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. 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 And if any out there who 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 wants to form a relationship with Jesus Christ. Just be just be in that place right now where you can receive Jesus Christ, you know, and speak to him as you would speak to prayer is just you talking to God. And so just talk to God and ask God, what does he need of you? Where is my heart lie right now? And and, and guess what? The answers will come forth. You will see the answers. Be in that, that, that secret place where you know that God has and will and, and that you're, you're believing right now when you step out and say, you know what, Lord, I need you. You know, I need you more than I, I thought I did before. But, you know, I'm stepping out just unctioning you because I, I had nowhere to go. And so because I have nowhere to go, I'm turning to you. And if you can be honest with yourself and say that you need something and you need something that's going to take you a little farther, get you a little going forward in the right direction, you're turning to the right place. And that's Jesus Christ. Even though you might not see him, you still know he's there. You still know he's there. Because the Bible says he's with you until the end. And it says always. Always. That's the greatest promise that we have. So, And so we give you that today. This has been the G220 Effect. And we are ghosts.